like to welcome everybody this morning. As always, we appreciate the good crowd we have, and everybody's made an effort to be here this morning. And uh, we appreciate all the kids up here, and um, we appreciate all the mothers. Um, it's, uh, uh, but most of all, we appreciate the church. Uh, she's our true mother, and uh, we just, uh, uh, how much we value that, um, just uh, how precious that is to us. But we're uh, thankful to be here this morning and look forward to uh, having a great service and Lord passing by and being able to feel his spirit this morning. That's that's why we're here. We're going to come worship him. But uh, we want conviction to go out and people have an opportunity to get saved this morning. We'd love to love to see somebody come to the altar and get what they need this morning. But, uh, I'm going to ask Brother Logan to dismiss this Sunday school. We appreciate being in the Lord's house, and uh, God's been good to us. If, and this, this lesson this morning, we're in the 29th chapter of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and uh, if, if we would try we can't do it, but if we would we would try to be just half as good to God as he is to us, we'd be a lot better off. Uh, we kind of we kind of slip sometimes and and get lazy and I don't know what all our mind ain't in the right place, however you want to say it. and uh, uh, we forget. Sometimes just how good God is to us, and uh, uh, and 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 these people back here, Isaiah was talking to. They were in the they were in that boat. Uh, I want to read 
that I want to read the two verses right ahead of the, the 13th verses where the lesson starts, but I want to read the 11th and 12th verses. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. And uh, they were kind of disregarding God's word, if you want to say it that way. Uh, it's become as a, as a, a book that's sealed. And uh, the Bible, and they didn't have the whole book that we've got right now, but they had some of it. And, uh, and they wasn't, uh, evidently wasn't paying no attention to that. And I wonder... And I wondered when I read this lesson, I wonder how many of us pick this book up through the week anytime. Now, I wouldn't want nobody to tell me whether they did or didn't, but uh, the Bible said for us to study to assure ourselves approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, to rightly divide it, you've got to have God's Spirit. You've got to have that, the direction of God's Spirit. And there's a lot of stuff. I, I, I presume, and I, this is what I think, that there's more, there's more in this book that I don't understand than there is that I do. Uh, but... Every time, every time I've ever needed something out of God's Word, I really needed it. I'm talking about God gave it to me, one way or another. And uh, I've, I've sat down before and, and, and just been reading, reading through and maybe hit a verse that I didn't understand and I'd wondered about, and God revealed it to me, and it was real simple. And uh, so most of it, most of it's that way. But he, if we don't need it, we don't need to clutter our mind up with it, if, if that's the right word to use. I don't, I don't know that that's exactly right, but uh, if, if we don't actually need it, well, God keeps it in reserve till we do. That's a better way of saying it. And, uh, but, but. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it's sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. And uh, there's a scripture in Proverbs said, where there's no where there's no vision the people perish. And uh, God put the church here to be a light to the world to get the gospel over to those that are lost, and we all understand that. God, God put us here for a reason. And uh, if, if, if I don't have a burden, I got I to gotta look in here in the Word of God and see the outcome of, of where people are going if they don't get saved. It's in here. 
And a, a, a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't preach about hell. People don't want to hear about that. But that's, that's a whole lot of what's in the Bible. And people need to know the consequences of sin. And, I, and not just people that are lost. Now, they need to get saved. Uh, hell's an awful place. And it's eternal. Now, we as God's people, we, we're saved by the grace of God, and that's eternal. You can't get unsaved. But if we sin, the Bible said uh, we pay the consequences. Right? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a whooping if we go off after the devil. God will get the, bit, get the switch out on us sooner or later. He's long-suffering, but I guarantee you, and I say this all the time, you just think about going the wrong way, and God's going to tell you right here that you're wrong. Now, I know that from experience. I've been there and done that, and God was right here. And it didn't, it, it didn't make me feel good either at that time. But now I can look back at some of those times now when God was condemning me for even thinking about doing something wrong. And that's a blessing to me. And I, I believe I said the same thing last week. It's a blessing to me because God was telling me that I was His even when I was wrong. And, uh, but so we need to we need to get it in the book, study, and uh, it's it's uh, from a natural standpoint. If if I sit and and I've done this, if I sit and read this book just from a natural standpoint, don't get very much out of it. But if I, if I try to do it prayerfully, like if I, if I would get in the book, and I don't do this all the time, but if I'd get in the book and try to read it like I try to, like I try to read the Sunday school lesson on Sunday or on, through the week before Sunday, I try to get into that and try to figure out, get, try to get God's help know which direction to go and what to talk about and so on and uh, get in it in, try to get in it in earnest and if if I had that same attitude every time I opened the book I'd probably get a lot more out of it and uh, but uh, I've, I've sat and read the book I decided one time that I was going to read the Bible clear through from one end to the other and uh, I was working at Superior Coach at that time. That's been a long time ago because they ain't been there since 81, I think, somewhere back in there. But I was working nights cleaning up in the paint shop. And I worked, they was two of us working together. And the only reason they was two of us because they wouldn't let one guy work by himself. 
we get done, we we finish our work in two, two, two and a half, three hours. Had the rest of the night to do nothing. And uh, so I took my Bible to work with me, and I'd get in the bus and, and, and read the rest of the night. But I was just reading it like a newspaper most of that time. And uh, just to say that I read it through. And I did, I did read through it. But that's about all I got out of it. It was just, it was just that was because I, I wanted to say I'd read it through so I could say that. But for what it was worth, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that I went right over and didn't, it didn't even register. And, uh, but we need, to, we need to get in it seriously. This, this book is God's Word. His, he, wrote a, he wrote a letter to me. And it started in, in the first chapter of Genesis. A lot of people like to cut out the Old Testament and say, well, that was to them people back there. God put that in the book for these people right here. If you go back in the first chapter of Genesis and and where it said God created the heavens and the earth and uh, so on. That's for us. And uh, I, don't, I don't question or I don't argue with science saying there was a big boom. I don't, I don't really know. Might have been. Possibly was. But if there was, God done it. Uh, I'm like Albert Smith said he... He didn't really believe in evolution, but said if there was such a thing, God done it. And uh, so God, God created everything. Uh, the Bible said in the beginning was a word. The word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So God made everything. And he looked at it all, and he said it was good and very good. And... Uh, Man has took some, a lot of the good things that God made and made bad things out of some of them, turned them around and redone them and so on. But anyway, if we don't, if we don't follow God's word and follow God's spirit, we're going to get in trouble. These people back here have done that. Wherefore the Lord said, this is the 13th verse, for as much as this people draw nigh, draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. And Jesus told the Pharisees in Matthew, he said, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto, unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain, now listen, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. If our heart's far from him, our worship's in vain. Or what we call worship. If our, heart, if our heart's far from him, we ain't worshipped. 
I don't care. We can go through the motions. And you go over in the, the book of Jeremiah, and I refer to this scripture a lot. And, uh, and I probably got it wrote down here somewhere. In the seventh chapter of the book of Jeremiah, the eighth verse said, Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will ye steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not? Now listen, and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. Is this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. So if, 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 if my heart's not right, if I've got sin in my life, and I'm not coming to the altar to repent, i got no business up here. I got no business walking around through the handshake saying, "Oh, how I love Jesus!" If I, if it's a lie. Now, when when my heart's right, I do love the Lord. But it, this flesh is contrary, and the love of God—really, the love of God's not in this carcass here. It's down in our soul, where God's got. That's what God saved. It's ready, it's ready for heaven. This thing here has got to be changed in order to go to heaven. It's plumb full of sin, and, and all that sin's got to be gone. I don't know all about that, but he said he'd change our vile body and make it like on his glorious one. So he'll, he'll have to take the sin out of it, just like he did out of our soul, and that's by the grace of God. But we, if we're not careful, we'll come to church and sing, Oh, how I love Jesus, and go around through the handshake when, we, when we're uh, blessed to have one, shake hands with everybody, and sometime, once in a while, I'll come, maybe my heart ain't exactly where it needs to be. I ain't saying I've done anything wrong, but my heart just ain't where it ought to be. And maybe something will happen that'll stir that up down in there. And it'll get me where I need to be. And uh, so we don't, just because, just because we're down low and, and not exactly where we need to be, don't mean we ought to quit coming to church. Uh, just means we don't come to church and saying, oh, how I love Jesus till the Spirit moves. If God gives us the spirit to do something for him, then we ought to do it. If he don't, then we ought to keep our mouth shut. And it's, But sometimes, sometimes it ain't my turn to say anything. God don't want me to testify or sing or, or do whatever. Sometimes that's the case. But more than likely, most of the time, he can't give me something because my heart ain't where it ought to be to, in order to do that. 
The Bible said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. Now, a lot of times, a lot of times I'm not ready. And that's my fault. And God can't give me something to do if my heart's not where it ought to be. So when we come to God's house, we ought to try the very best we can to come ready. Anybody got a comment? We've, we've all got a part in, in God's kingdom work. And uh, some of us, well, about all of us probably think our part ain't much. Mine ain't. And, uh, but every, every little thing that we consider little that God gives us is important. If God tells you to do something, it's important. In uh, Ecclesiastes, that this said it, and that, uh, their fears toward me is taught by the precept of men. The book of Ecclesiastes said, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And I've, I've heard, I couldn't tell you, countless people say, I don't think we ought to fear God. He's a loving God. That he, that he certainly is. And I love I loved my kids. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how much. But when they was growing up, if they got out of line, they got the belt. And God's the same way with us. If we get out of line sooner or later, He's gonna He's gonna make us wish we hadn't, or put us back where we were supposed to be. And uh, there's even one scripture in the, in the Old Testament somewhere that said, Thou fool, why wilt thou die before thy time? Now, that's, that's got a twofold meaning. If, if, I'm, if I'm saved by the grace of God and I'm doing the real, real good for, for the Lord, and I know there's been a few times in my life I've been there, and, and I'm doing real good for the Lord, I take a notion to just sit down on him, take a break, let somebody else do it, or whatever. Uh, I ain't going to have any power. If I do decide to do something, there won't be nothing in it. Just be a dead issue. So we, we can die spiritually, and that don't mean we lose our salvation. That just means God's Spirit ain't going to work through us. It's still in there. And it'll, it'll still condemn my heart if I'm wrong. But it'll not give me a testimony or give me a spirit to be able to do anything with. So uh, we, need to, we need to fear God and uh, and I don't. I'll say this, and everybody here can can see this. I guess I hope so. When when God told me I was lost, 
when the gospel come to me. It scared me. That put the fear of God down in here. And, uh, but that morning, after I argued with the devil a while and got some help and, and, and come to the altar and got saved, God took that fear out of here. That fear of hell was gone. And that Sunday morning, I don't know what date it was. It was in the spring of 1956. God took that out of there and it's never returned. Now, in here, I've been scared a few times. Had some car wrecks and first one thing and another, different things, and kind of stirred the flesh up. But there's never been any fear down in my soul since the day I got saved. And uh, sometimes we think about, I heard a guy talking on TV this morning, he said, uh, people didn't like to hear this, but said everybody's going to die sometime or other. If Jesus don't come first, we're all going to die. People don't like to hear that. And uh, I, don't, I don't really have a desire to, to die. Nobody don't, I don't think. But uh, Paul said, it's better for me to go to be with the Lord. And I can't quote it exactly, but he said, it's better for me to go be with the Lord. It'd be better for every one of us to go home. But we don't want to leave here. And there's a reason for that. God, God needs His church just as long as, as we're able to do our job for Him and maybe get warn somebody to come, flee the wrath to come, help the church or, or invite somebody to church, get our people in where they can hear the gospel long as we got we can got got that job to do and we do it I believe God will leave us here now there's there's times I don't there's some things I don't understand but I believe God's going to keep us here long as long as we're useful and when he's done with us he's got a better place for us on the other side and we Sometimes, sometimes we look at things, people die fairly young or something, and, and we say, what a waste. That, if they've been saved by the grace of God, there's no waste there, they're going to heaven. We might lose them down here. But if God, if God wants them on the other side, we don't need them down here. And... Uh, so it's, it's up to God. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. And we can't... I couldn't even imagine... I suppose everybody's in the same boat. Before I got saved, 
I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what being saved was, was all about or how it felt or anything about it. I mean, I, that, there just wasn't any understanding there. And there's, there's a lot of things I don't understand now, but I do know that what God done for me when I was a 15-year-old boy is the very best thing that's ever happened to me in this life. And I, I want to say this. God's been good to me. All, every day of my life, He's been good to me. He's blessed me beyond measure. But the very greatest blessing I ever got in my life was that morning when God saved me. And it's still... When, when God take my heart back there, now I, I can remember that in here, but when God take my heart back there, it's still as big a blessing today as it was that day. If not more, because I'm getting closer to home. And uh, so I, he said, I'll proceed to do a marvelous work. And he done that when Jesus come out of glory and went to Calvary's cross and uh, the prophet Zechariah uh, prophesied, said uh, there, there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem. Now, I may not quote this exactly right. said there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem and part went to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. So when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, that took care of salvation for Adam and all of them back there that got saved. And, and I've heard people say they didn't get saved like we do. I, I beg to differ with anybody that says that. I, I ain't going to make a big argument about it. But you read, you read Isaiah's testimony, David's testimony, Job's testimony, and it, it sounds to me like the same thing I got in 1956. And people say, well, I wonder how they didn't have all this book. They had a God that had all power in heaven and earth, and he knows how to reach people. And then the Bible said, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath, past tense, appeared to all men. And that's Adam all the way down to us and everybody that's coming after us. God's already got it fixed that the grace of God's going to reach them in their time and warn them to flee the wrath to come. Call them to Jesus. So he's, doing a, he's done a marvelous work and he's still doing that work. Every time the church comes together, and I mean come together right, we get our hearts in the service, God's going to reach our people and give them an opportunity to get saved. And if, there's nothing better than seeing somebody come and get saved by the grace of God. Anybody got a comment? But their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. And what understanding I had was way off. I didn't, didn't understand it at all. And still, a lot of it I don't understand. But I know I'm saved. I know what God done for me.
Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? If we're not careful, we'll get that attitude. And a lot of people seemingly have that attitude. Have you ever, have you ever, I don't know about everybody else, but I know me. Have you ever been doing something you had no business or, or in a place where you had no business and God come along and say, you don't belong here? And I have. That's been a long time ago, but God come right here. And that's, a, that's one of my biggest blessings now. But uh, it wasn't at that time because I was in the wrong. So we, we can't hide nothing from God. He sees the same in the darkness as he does in the light. And he knows, he knows our downsetting and our uprising. He knows everything about us. He knows the intent and the thoughts of our heart. And uh, he understands us better than we understand ourselves. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he has no understanding? And the world, a lot of the world today say they're, like the kids sang that song, there's no God. There ain't no such thing. I like, I like that part of that song, let me tell you what Jesus done for me. And what he done, what he, I told this a lot of times, but I remember, I remember a time before I got saved, and I don't know how far, I, I just remember doing this. Me and, me and some friends of mine was out somewhere, and, and we was joking about going to hell. It was a joke to us at that time. But that Sunday morning when the preacher preached the gospel to me and God told me I was lost, it wasn't a joke anymore. And uh, now, as far as me going to hell, that's a joke now to me because I'm not going. But it's not a joke to our people that's lost. It's our job to do the very best we can to warn them to flee their wrath to come because time's not going to last. That same guy I heard talking, I was talking about a while ago, said that, he said uh, he believed that Jesus was coming, would be here before he left here. And I've been thinking the same thing ever since I got saved. But whether he does or whether he don't, when we leave here, the Bible said as a, as a tree falls, so shall it be. So if we go down saved, we're going to get up saved. 
If we go down lost, we're going to get up lost. And uh, there's no fixing it up after that. So we, we turn things upside down. We, we argue with ourselves. When God called me that morning, I was holding on to the bench and I was going to stay there. I had no intention of coming to the altar. And I uh, probably wouldn't have if Edna hadn't come to me. I've told that story hundreds of times, but uh, I had, I had, I was 15 years old. I was, I was full of pride. I don't know why. Probably didn't have two pennies in my pocket. And, but I was full of pride. I didn't want nobody to see what kind of shape I was in. And I was, I was looking this preacher right in the eye and keeping my face just as straight as I could and uh, trying to put on a, put on a front like it, it, that ain't bothering me. And it had me tore up. And I thank God that Edna followed the Lord that morning and come to me, I'd have probably stayed right there. But I got saved that morning and, and God's blessed me. That's been 65, 65 years ago. God's blessed me beyond measure every one of those years and every one of those days. Even when I was wrong, He was letting me know I was wrong and that's a blessing when I look back at it. So we don't need to turn things upside down. Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest? And God, God changes people's lives. I couldn't tell you... I, and I'm sure everybody here understands it. I couldn't tell you the change that God made in my life the day He saved me. And I wasn't that bad a fella. I didn't. You asked my mother; she she tell you I was a pretty good boy. Uh, a lot of things she didn't know, but uh, but I wasn't a real bad kid. I, you know, I'd been taught pretty good. And uh, so I wasn't a real bad kid. But when God told me I was lost, I felt like a scoundrel, and I was. I felt awful. And I've, I've covered that a bunch this morning, but, uh, but when God saved me, he made a big change in my life. I went home that morning, and uh, everything in the world looked brighter to me. The trees and the, the sunshine and everything, everything was, looked like brand new. And uh, anybody got anything? And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book And the eyes of the blind shall see out of the obscurity and out of darkness. 
I'd heard, I'd heard preachers preach ever since I was born, probably. Mom brought me to church, and uh, I'd heard preachers preach, but that morning, it was to me. And uh, he, he brought it out of obscurity in my life. It hadn't been, it hadn't been really real down in my soul till that morning. And he made it real to me. And I heard, I heard God's word down in here. And, uh, and the blind eyes was open. I could see, I could see what, what I hadn't seen before. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. And uh, the Bible said, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And when, when you get poor in spirits, when God tells you you're lost and you're on your way to hell, you're poor in spirit. Then you've got an opportunity to get rid of that and come to Jesus and be rich beyond, beyond your understanding even. They sang that song sometimes. My, I feel like my pockets are full of diamonds and gold. And I, I don't have a lot of riches as far as this world's concerned. But I'm rich beyond understanding down in here. There's nothing in this world worth more than a good blessing from God. And I'll throw this in. I say this. There's nothing in this world that can bring you more peace than being able to get on your knees and talk to your father. I can, I can talk to God about anything and everything. And he understands me. Sometimes I don't even understand myself. But God does. And if I need help, He's got the help I need. A lot of times, a lot of times we need help and, and we have a need in our life and we just keep uh, God say, Come, why don't you go pray? I say, Well, I will after a while. I don't know if everybody else is like that or not, but I do that a lot procrastinate and by the time I get ready I can't get a hold of nothing if I'd have went when God told me to he had the help I needed so we need to follow God but the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel for the terrible one is brought to naught and the scorner is consumed and all that watch for iniquity are cut off the terrible ones brought to naught. He was bound up the day I got saved. He was bound up and cast out into the earth and his goods with him. Now, he wasn't cast out on Main Street up here somewhere or out on Albert Street outside the church house. He was cast out into this carcass you look at. 
He's going up and down in the earth seeking whom he may devour. And it's this earth right here you're looking at that he's going up and down in. He wants to, he wants to mess up our testimony. Bring reproach on God's church. And any time that any one of God's people get out of line, it brings reproach on God's church, whether they believe it or not. I've heard people say, well, I ain't hurting nobody but myself. We were, we were put here, and I'm running out of time. We were put here to be a light to the world. And if we're not doing our job, then we're doing just the opposite. And uh, anybody got anything? I'm going to have to quit. I'm out of time. <laughs>